So instead of uh, reading you more nerd poetry, I'm going to um, uh, defer the rest of my time. I thought I would bring a surprise for you guys. You guys like surprises? Um, please welcome number one New York Times bestselling author Patrick Rothfuss. Come on now, do you guys really know who I am? That is so weird. <laughs> well, I wrote a couple fantasy novels, but uh, what most people don't know is that I, while I was struggling and failing to get those published, I actually wrote an advice column for the college paper. And it started as an advice column, and after about three weeks, it kind of devolved into me making fun of whoever wrote in. <clears throat> And so here is a little column somebody wrote in with an innocent letter and it kind of spiraled into madness. Uh, strangely enough, somebody today, when I was signing books, said, the guinea pig column, you have to post it up online. And I said, oh, you know, I keep that in my back pocket. I read it at my, at my signings. It's kind of my ace in the hole. But as we're doing the Creative Commons thing here, uh, I suppose whoever has a camera phone out there gets to finally put this on YouTube and make that woman very happy. So, here's the letter that was written in. Dear Pat, I live in the dorms and I want to have a pet, but they say the only pets we can have for fish, and fish suck. You can't play or cuddle with a fish. I don't want a dog or anything, just like a hamster. What's the difference, really? They both live in an aquarium, right? <laughs> and then it's signed, Pretty Emotional Toward Mammal Embargoes, which is clever because the acronym is PETME. <laughs> which, you know, at the time, I never read anything into that. I might have missed an opportunity. <laughs> About 10 years too late. That's, that's my track record right there. My response, well, pet me, when I lived in the dorms, I too felt the desire for something mammalian to cuddle. <laughs> However, since I horrify most women, I decided to buy an animal that was forced to love me or face starvation. <laughs> A pet, in other words. So I bought two guinea pigs and an aquarium. I called them Mr. Fluffins and Squeaky Pete. They were teddy bear short hairs, cute as buttons. How did I deal with the dorm rule against pets? Simple, I ignored it. <laughs> this worked really well for about two months until my RA saw them. He told me I'd have to get rid of them, and I agreed. Then I got back to ignoring the rule. <laughs> this worked really well for another month until he saw him a second time. And now we have a little bit of script-style dialogue going back and forth. Him. You said you were going to get rid of those. Me. Get rid of what? <laughs> Him. Those. I got rid of the old ones. Those are new ones. <laughs> Him. You can't have any pets but fish. Me. They aren't pets. They're food. I'm
I'm just fattening them up. Him. Listen, there are rules. Me. In Thoreau's concept of civil disobedience, it's every citizen's duty to oppose unjust laws. Him. I'm getting the hall director. About ten minutes later, the hall director stopped by. He says, you can't have pets in the dorm. It says right in the handbook. Me. Except fish. Him. Right. Except fish. Me. Those are fish. (laughs) Him. Those are guinea pigs. Me. Prove it. So he leaves and he comes back with a dictionary. Here, fish, an aquatic animal. Me, they're aquatic. Him, prove it. So I leave and I come back with my neighbor's 10-gallon aquarium. It's full of water, plastic plants, and several confused neon tetras named after the various stooges. Now you should know something at this point. Squeaky Pete was everything you could ever want in a guinea pig. He's loving, cuddly, playful. Mr. Fluffins, however, was standoffish. He would occasionally give me this snobby look as if he really didn't approve of my behavior. A few days ago, he and I had had a talk about how he might more willingly embrace the role of loving pet. At the end of the talk, I thought we were in agreement, but when I picked him up afterward, he made we on my hand. (laughs) So, with the hall director standing there, I picked up Mr. Fluffins, dusted the cedar chips off him, and dropped him in the aquarium. (laughs) He squeaked a little and then started to swim around. Then the hall director said, aquatic means they live underwater. Swimming around doesn't count. So, turning to look my hall director in the eye, I took Mr. Fluffins in a firm grip and pushed him underwater. Sweet mother of fuck, he shouted. What are you doing? I'm showing you my fish. I said calmly, still looking him in the eye. Mr. Fluffins and the Stooges started some improv comedy that lasted for five seconds, ten seconds, fifteen seconds. I didn't look away from the hall director. His eyes were huge and he started to sweat. I didn't blink. It's a fish, he said. I pulled Mr. Fluffins out of the tank, squeezed him out, then wrapped him in a towel and put him on my roommate's bed in case he decided to puke. (laughs) And after that, pet me, the hall director never gave me any trouble at all. (laughs) Best of all, Mr. Fluffins became the perfect pet. (laughs) For about three weeks. Then he tried to shiv me in my sleep. 
After that, we had another talk, during which he made wee on my hand yet again. So I killed him, ate him, and made his skin into a little hat that I wear to this day. (laughs) 